Meseches Pea, Perik Vav, Mishnah Aleph, 6-1. This is a fascinating Mishnah, and it has two separate points, both of which are interesting, and both of which seem a bit um, out of place, in as much as the context, larger context of the Mesechta. Um, be it as it may, uh, the first discuss the question of, if a person is mafkir, if he relinquishes ownership on something, here will be food, but he designates that that food should be only allowable to be acquired by a poor person, by Ani. So he's, he makes it ownerless, but in a limited context, ownerless just with respect to the ability for poor people to acquire it. Now, why would one do that? It's a mechanism by which he can give gifts to the poor. And in so doing, since it's hefker and ownerless, it's exempt from other tithes. So it'll have the same kind of status, effectively, economically, as pale, like a chich, etc. So the question is, is there such a thing? Is it effective to declare something ownerless, but only with respect to the poor? Beishamai omnum. Hevker laniem hevker. Beishamai hold that if you designate something as ownerless, just for the poor people, that's effective, and it is hevker, at least with respect to the poor people, meaning poor people could acquire it for themselves, whereas rich people could not. So it works. Um, just a grammatical note. Here, the word hevker, with a pay, usually, or a fe, um, is the normal spelling for something that is, is ownerless. Here the mission uses the word have care with a with a vase, like a base. Um, but it's understood that it's the exact uh, same meaning that the, the vase and the pay are interchangeable. Ubeshil Omrim, Eno Hefkar, Aji Yuvkar, Afla Shirm Kashmita. Base Hillel hold there's no such thing as declaring something ownerless just with respect to poor people. It's either entirely ownerless, and therefore accessible to poor and rich alike, or not ownerless at all. Beishamai Shita is based on a drush and a pasuk. The pasuk, which talks about leaving gifts to the poor, says, La'ani v'lager ta'azov otam. For the poor person and the convert, you will abandon them. It's actually said twice, Nevei and Yotes, and again in Chav Gimel. Beishamai understands that that word osam, them, is miutar, is extra, because it could have said, la'ani v'lager ta'azovam, you will abandon them, um, instead of ta'azov osam. And that being the case, that extra otam tells you there's a different way of abandoning something, that's only for la'ani v'lager, for the poor, and that is this idea of being mafkir, rendering ornalis, just for poor people. Base Hill disagree, they reject that, and they understand, as the mission itself said, that it's, Kashmita, that the rules apply as is the case with Shemitah, where in the years of Shemitah, the seventh year of the seven-year agricultural cycle, all produce is totally ownerless for rich and poor alike. So they still understand that the operative uh, drasha to understand these halachas is the Pasuk and Shemitah, which mandates v'hashvias, and in the seventh year, tishmetena unetashta. It's a Pasuk from Shemos uh, Gimel, Pasuk Tishmetena means you will um, abandon it. Unatashta means you'll abandon it. They're very similar words with similar meanings. So the second unatashta is totally mutar, excess, to tell you that there's another kind of abandoning, um, rendering ownerless of produce, and that is being mafkirit. But the same way in Shemitah, it's ownerless to rich and poor alike and available to all. So too, if you're going to abandon produce, it only can be done in a way that is uh, available to the rich and poor alike. Halach, of course, like Beis Hillel, that there's no such thing as being mafkir just thinia. The second part of the mission now, unrelated point, um, 
discusses, we're back to Shikha here. And we're asking the question of if a person bundles all his sheaves in the field in one size, one kav, let's say, kav two liters, in two liter size bundles. And for whatever reason, he has one sheaf in his field, one of those bundles, which is four times the regular size. It's four kavan, eight liters. So the question is, if that four kav sheaf can have the status of shikha, meaning that it's prohibited to go back and collect it. Now, the question is predicated on the idea that shikha means something that's forgotten. So I've been translating shikha as overlooked, which I think is a good translation, that when you overlook a certain sheaf or even standard green, when you collect it, um, you can't go back to get it. But as shikha implies forgotten, it assumes that once it's been overlooked, it'll be, so to speak, out of sight and out of mind, and you, if you'd never see it again, you'd never remember it's there. So it's essentially effectively forgotten. But as we'll see in the seventh pair, if a bundle is, for whatever reason, unforgettable to you, or trees, produce, that are unforgettable to you, so then, and it's, so to speak, out of sight, it still would not be out of mind. Sooner or later, you'll remember, hey, what happened to that bundle? Because um, there's something special about it, so it sticks out in your mind. Then it's not considered to be shecha, and one can go back to get it. Now, we'll see there are a number of ways in which something could be considered um, unforgettable. And one of them is if it's simply too large to forget. Now, the absolute standard for how big that is, is two sa, which is 12 kav. Here we're talking about four kav. But the question is, since in relative terms, this particular sheaf is so large, is it forgettable? Um, in addition, there's a, a rule that if you have too many forgotten sheaves in a row, they're not allowed to be forgotten. Um, according to Beis Shammai, that's four sheaves in a row. And according to Beis Hill, it's three sheaves in a row. Um, so here you have essentially the equivalence in aggregate of four sheaves in a row. So the question is, in one just one big bundle, questions of that can be shecha. So based on that question, we have Machlokas. The Mishnah says, Kol Amrei Hasada shall kav kav, if all the sheaves in the field are of a single kav in volume. Ve'echad shall arba'as kavin, but one of them is four times the size. It's a four kavin volume sheaf. Ushachacho, and you overlook it when you're collecting the sheaves and bring them in to the single place where you'll process them. Ve'shamay omrim eno shecha. Ve'shamay say it hasn't got a din of shecha, either because some of Hashem learn it's four times the size and the equivalent of uh, four separate sheaves that can't be forgotten. That's Ve'shamay shita, or Beishamah holds it's, uh, at least in relative terms, so big, compared to the other ones, it can't be forgotten. In either case, Beishil Omrim Shecha, Beishil will say no, it could be forgotten, it can be have the din of Shecha, because um, it's just a single bundle, even if it's a big one, it's not that big, uh, reaching the two saw, 12 kav size, and therefore it has din of Shecha, and that is the lacha like Beishil.